Let's get it. All right. So we are here. Day two. Uh, I wouldn't consider the uh, welcome party uh, day. It was just kind of get set in for, for us. I feel like it's day two today, Saturday, and uh, we are here, man. I got my guy, Sung Woo. Got KC, you already know. So we're just here yeah. to chop it up. So to give you guys a little backstory here, um, Sung Woo loves to run. That's uh, his, his running has changed his life and he's wanting to spread that with everybody. And you're going to listen to his story more on that. And I think it's amazing. Thanks to this guy here, man, I was able to get access to VCon. He did a running challenge and I was a part of it and he gave access to a couple of people. And I think they're very grateful as well. But man, so womb, welcome to the Half Court Podcast, man. Thank you guys for having me. So How's excited. it been so far? It's been good. Yeah. Like I said, they... Day two of Beacon. Yes. Just great to be here. Just yes. Meeting awesome people. I mean, meeting you guys in real life. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah, we met in the FaceTime group. That's yeah. where we started linking up. And then, you mm-hmm. know, we had Half Court come and Darwin needed to find access. I seen you putting the challenge together. It was like, man, this that, that was amazing, man. And what got you to just be like, I'm just going to give people access because you could have sold your tickets you know made profit and made profit so what made you be like i'm gonna give people opportunity like what drove you to that well extra so i have four befriends one so i got four tickets and then i was i really want to have some goo gary b originally owned yeah nft so i bought i burned you know book game tokens for two goo tokens mm. oh wow and then i bought four more i think Mm. Oh, these are Beacon tickets. Beacon, beacon tickets. Goes. Yeah, Beacon tickets. Oh, so okay. in total, I had 10. And I was really bullish on Beacon tickets because like, you know, Gary was hyping it up. But also like, if we look back on it like five, 10 years later, I'm sure it'd be like a very historical thing. But as we all know, after art was revealed, the price tanked. Yeah, the floor tanked. So floor what tanked. do you think it was with that? I don't know. I only still because know. I think it was. You think it was know. actual the market had to do with it as well? I think I it's just. The, yes. Yeah. The market right now is super down on anything, everything, stock, yeah. crypto, NFTs clearly. But, but what do you think? I think, uh, well, the, the last two previous launches of projects that Gary had, V1, book games, the floor was the floor. He launched new news and it's only like gone up. Yeah. I mean, it's gone to peaks and it's like leveled out. But I feel like the initial launch of the VCon tickets and him saying that the art was going to be really good made everybody look at the history of his work. Book Games killed it. Mm-hmm. V1 killed it. So they're like, this is an instant win. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's why you just can't predict markets. Markets are markets. And it's, it's always tough. volatile. It's always going to be up and down. And that's yeah. yeah, very interesting. So tell people, you know, your backstory on how running changed your life because running is a big part of your life. Uh, you've ran even being on vacation, which is VCon. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure you ran a couple of times. Uh, so tell people your story, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. Just before that, about the Beacon ticket. Because mm. that's, so that's how I got like 10 tickets. But then I was like, when the price tanked, oh. I was like, I'm not going to sell at this price. Like, there's no way. So you did it as a flip. You, you bought to potentially flip some more maybe yeah i mean, I, I mean initial potentially attention. initial attention was like i i bought four yeah and i was gonna definitely flip them yeah okay and goos i was gonna keep them keep those ones but four i was gonna flip that but then it tanked like 0. 0.7 0. 0.5 yeah. now it's 0. 0.2 and i was like i'm not gonna sell at this price 
And I was like, all right, but there are people who need the access. So I was like, okay, at least I can share the access, like do something good about it. So that's how I kind of got around it. And then nice. just so happy, like, you know, I, I mean, through it, I met you. Yes. I met you like more in like, there's more bond and connection. Right. So yes. I'm just so grateful and thankful for that too. Yes. So. You can't take those opportunities for granted. And I think it's a good friendship. You know, if we ever go to San Francisco, I'm hitting you up. Like, let's go. You know, yeah. Yes. And like Oklahoma. Oklahoma, Oklahoma I'm going to yes. go. I'm going to meet you guys and yeah, we can, you go know. to that full place. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, seven. Yeah. yeah. I'll oh, be there. God. Yes. Yeah. Love it. So yeah. Tell people your backstory and how running yeah. changed your life. Yeah. So, um, Long story short, because um, cause running has been a huge part of my life. Um, so actually, I was more of a soccer player all my life since wow. I was a little kid. Because my dad and my brother played soccer. I was pretty good. Um, and I played till college. And But after college, you can't play soccer alone. Like You need teammates. You need like, you know, games. But then after college, I was living in rural area, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, mm. doing some tutoring to... Uh, make some money for my grad school. Um, and then I was also kind of going through depression back then because um, when I went to college, what I wanted to study was art and philosophy because mm. I really like, I really appreciate how abstract ideas and feelings and emotions can be put on canvas and preserved for years to come and and for others to appreciate that. Mm. So I always want to become artist, but Freshman year, I was like, my parents worked so hard to send me here. I'm on a scholarship. I don't know if I can make a living as an artist. Mm. I, I didn't have the courage to pursue something that I really want to do. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to do art. But being Korean, I was good at math and science. And I was like, all right, I'm going to study physics. Because physics is fun. It was fun for me. And also, you can get in get me into engineering which can you know kind of get a job easily and stuff so but then after college I realized that I never really pursued my passion that's when I realized after four years mm. so I, was, I went I so I went into depression I was like what do I really want to do with my life and that's when I kind of fell into running I discovered running and when I started running it really helped me to get out of depression so when you when I was depressed, I think it's kind of a common thing for a lot of people who are, who are going through depression. Like you're always, in the, you're always in the loop of negative thinking. Right. And it's really hard to get out of it. You see something, you think about something next, it's negative, like worse and worse. Yeah. But when I ran, those thinking patterns was gone. I felt alive. I felt like myself. I was feeling the sunshine on me, feeling me sweating, my heart beating. I finally felt like me again after, you know, senior year in college with depression. So at that moment, I was like, God, I really want running to be a big part of my life. And mm, huge. that's why I started. Like yeah. I just, I started running every day, um, barefoot in the beginning, really doing it raw way. And then, you know, I was 23 at the time, and I was like, if I want running to be a big part of my life, I should become a professional runner. And I was like, but I'm late in the game. I'm 23. Mm-hmm. I should do something remar- I should do something that can accelerate my progress. So I started researching who are the best runners in the world, and 
realized Kenyans are the best. So the so Explain that uh, you said Kenyans. Kenyans. What yeah. is it? Kenya. Kenya. Uh, Kenya. East Africa. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Like Ethiopia and Kenya. Okay. Okay. Yes. 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 They like win every marathons and stuff. So, so I went to Kenya, 2015. Crazy. Wow. I lived and I lived with this guy um, who runs marathon two, two hours and fifty minutes, mm-hmm. and that's fast. Two hours and fifty minutes. Yeah. Twenty six fa- miles. 20, 20, 20, yeah, 26 miles. 26 miles. That's wow. fast for our center, but in that village, it's, uh, it's called Iten, Kenya. Wow. In that village, he was considered as a beginner. No. In that village, oh. if you say you run 215, They're built different. people are like, oh, okay, you're, uh, you just you're started. Just started. Yeah, yeah. In there, yeah, yeah. You, you have to be wow. at least like 210 or under 210 to get an agent or anything like that. So I hooked up with him. You know, I paid for you know, the, his place, renting, and I actually experienced, like, living with him, eating the food he ate, the canyons, and then, you know, that's how it all kind of started, and then... What was the fastest time you ever got? Me? Yeah. I mean, I think my fast time for... Mm, I mean, marathon, I don't do marathons. Oh, okay, okay. And, I mean, I'm not really fast, honestly. Really? Because I, I don't go for the speed. Okay, okay. I'm more of um. I, I, move your body type. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I do for my like time really pace. The, the time doesn't really. Affect yeah, me. yeah. I mean, I had like two, three years where I was like obsessed with time. The, what was the best time in those times? Those time I was doing like eighteen minute for five k, thirty six for ten k, <sighs> um, half marathon like one hour ninety minutes something like okay. that. Okay. Okay. I mean, not bad, but not really remarkable. Right. But I went through that period where. I was getting burned out because I was so obsessed with like training hard and beating the time. Beating the time. And that's how I kind of transitioned into mindful running. Mm. Um, but, but kind of back to Kenya, that's when I was in Kenya, I realized there's no way I can become a professional runner and compete with these guys. Yeah. I, honestly, I couldn't even run with the woman in Kenya because wow. the woman in Kenya, they were running 30 to 33 minutes, 10K. And... Like that's that's amazing fact for people who are listening. Like that's like um, seventy five seconds per four hundred meter one lap oh trek for ten kilometers. Wow, that's that's pretty fast. So they're running like four minute thirty second miles, really. Like oh. four minute forty five second miles. In that's miles, like, I'm a little confused, yeah. but pretty fast. Pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. pretty fast. So insane. I couldn't even compete with women. So yeah, insane. They're both that's different. when I like that's when. I, when I like switched to coaching. So yeah. Um, yeah. That's kind of my backstory. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I think that, you know, going back to the whole, you know, depression stage, I think that's gotta be one of the worst feelings that you go to college four years for something you thought you could make a career out of, but turns out you were like, nah, this is not for me. And then you spend all that money and time into something that is not actually what you want to do for the rest of your life. That's got to be like one of the worst feelings because now you're, yeah. you know, not in every situation, but now you're in debt and like, and it's all perspective, right? Like mm-hmm. it's all like, if you get it and if you're in that negative cycle, then it's like, yeah, I wasted this money. I did this, I did this. Or you just be like, well, I met all these people in this university and everyone in this university is networked and this uh, and this and this and this. It didn't right, work out, you're right, but you're right. You're right. Yeah. But you it was a learning experience. Yes. Yeah. Turn that around. Turn around. I love that. I wish I had a perspective. But like yeah. back then I was like so just 
in my shell. Like I'm working so hard. I'm doing yeah. everything to plan, but it's not affecting my emotions. When did you start thinking that way? Because I feel like even me, I maybe was in a way, uh, a path in my life where I thought negative <laughs> on a situation like that. You know, I think I, I, I got in just bad, really bad shit early. And like, mm-hmm. I got really lucky. So I think like, uh, I mean, the Navy, there's, I have a whole story where uh, I, I was facing the district attorney of Albuquerque and I had 18 counts against me and he was telling me you should never be in the military. And I had joined, like, basically I was in boot camp because I had joined uh, with a recruiter in two weeks. So uh, he ended up, it ended up basically being a second free chance. They let me join the military and it went off my record. So I think like coming from like those beginnings and it's just like everything else is a W. Like I'm playing on free time. Like, I guess it was just like the, I'm playing on house money. And even when I got in the military, I was like, okay, now I figured out a, pl- a place where my family's going to be happy about me. Cause they're like happy. I joined the military. Then I knew I could survive in that. So I was always going to make them happy and I always had income. And then, so even when I got out, I was like, I'm going to get out for a year, but I could just go back in a year if I fail in the civilian world and then still retire at my 20, maybe at 21 years instead of 20 years. So when I got out, I just played the civilian world the same way. It was like free money. It was like, uh, Everything that bad happened, I mean, you just flipped it away to for it to be positive. I always tried glass half full, but I guess uh, to answer your question, it just kind of came from the bad early start. The bad early start, yeah. And then from there, knowing that man, everything else is a W. Yeah, and it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, it takes a lot just to kind of like put yourself in like. There's no point of being negative about something. Like, there's no point. Like, you're not gonna get anywhere. So, like, it happened. Then move on, you know, yeah. because life continues. You're not going to be, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, man, so you went to Kenya. You learned a lot there. What was next for you going forward after that? So going forward, so when I went, first time I went to Kenya was 2015. And that time I was in grad school. There was, like, summer break. Um, and then I had to go back to Korea to do military duty. So I went back to wow. Korea. Wow, they called you back for military duty? You have to, man. You have to. You have wow. to. Damn. Or, What'd you do? What was your, it was two years? Oh, two you, years? you can do two years or three years. Um, so you can do two years as a, like a soldier in yeah. Army or Navy, Air Force, or you can work at a company, oh. middle to small to mid-sized companies in Korea, uh-huh. and work there for three years. Oh. So actually, that's what I did. Okay. So I kind of... Opt out of it in yeah, a way. Yeah, yeah. Still like, well, you still got, you still work. You you provided a service to the country. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, would, I would like to think that way. I mean, I worked hard yeah. uh, at the research center and whatnot. So, um, so yeah, after 2015, first time in Kenya, I went back to Korea, worked three years in Korea, and then during the time, that's when I like I developed my coaching stuff. I started sharing that my love for running with my friends. I started doing barefoot running classes, wow. mindfulness running classes. Um, started working with Lululemon, which I'm really grateful. We start. I'm still an ambassador with them. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's kind of I started coaching in Korea. Yeah. So how long have you lived here in the United States? So I actually just got back last October. So you got back because you said you were in Pennsylvania, right? For yes. School. Let me kind of. Kind of summarize yeah. that because yeah. uh, so I first came to United States when I was 16. 16. Went to high school in Ohio, Akron, Maine, and then mm-hmm. I went to Dickinson College in Pennsylvania, and then I went to Stanford for grad school, 
And then I went back to Korea for military duty. Jesus. Wow. And then I came back last year after getting married with Fiona that you guys were yeah. Nice. Congrats yeah. on the marriage, bro. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Fiona's yeah. great, Fiona's too. We had a amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. lucky guy, energy, man. Good energy, good vibes. Yeah. So it kind of, you know, matches. Hey, so 16, did you move with... The, I have a friend that's from South Korea that I was mentioning, Min Wumble. Yeah. She lived with a family. Did you have, like, a sponsor? Or did you... Yeah, I had I was in... I was a exchange student. Exchange student. So I, I lived with... Um, you know, family in Akron. Was it a good experience? They were so good. I mean, oh, okay. I'm still so thankful was, for the family. Yeah. She had a bad experience. She yeah, talked I, about it. I guess some people do. Yeah, I mean, I had some friends who had really bad experiences. And oh. I have so some wh- friends with good. What, is that, it, what does that look like? Like exchange students? Like it's just like, I, mean, I want to go somewhere. And basically, think about it. I mean, you're looking for opportunity. And then your family puts you in this program. They're telling you, you better do this because there's opportunity there. It's not even a choice. And then it's like, you just get sent to this new, and you're 16, bro. You don't have all these life thoughts. In my mind, I'm like, damn, I kind of just want to kick it in soul with the homies. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you got to go. And ever the family But what is the purpose to- of going? Is it to pursue a career that's pursue- specifically in that country? Is that I what mean, it is? I mean, you could touch on that. Yeah, but I mean, it, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, that career in school also, like, I mean, in Korea, like, going to school in America is, like, very kind of privileged thing yeah. to do. And, you know, like Ivy League schools, like Stanford, I've been always bombarded with those ideas from my parents and my, from my mm. peers. Like, you got to go to good school, like study hard. That's kind of very Korean thing. Yeah. And so when my parents told me like, hey, there's this exchange student program, I was like, all right, maybe I'll go give it a shot. And funny thing though, I, I never was a good student. I mean, I was like BNC student, okay student. But when I came to the America, I started studying really hard. Because like, you, did, you wanted you wanted to take advantage of the opportunity and not that, disappoint and the family. That oh yeah, for Especially sure, and also family. like survive. Yeah, because like, no one was gonna take care of me. Like, so I had to like study a lot, like dictionary everything, and but also I loved that you know I could play soccer after school, which yeah. in Korea we don't have. After school, I'd go to like after school academies, oh, like God. private tutoring. So oh. I would get out of school at 3 p.m. and then go to after school schools until like 10 p.m. every day. Do you think as a, a young, you know, teenager, young kid, is that, do you think it's good to have so much school? You know, I, I, I never like obviously here in the United States, it's different because we get homework, but I was never a homework guy. I would always be the next morning. You got the homework done. Let me let me get the answers and stuff, because it's like, bro, I spend what, eight hours at school. And on top of that, you're giving me homework. Like, get out of here. You know, like I need yeah. my me time. I need to get home, throw the thing, play nice. some video games with the homies. And you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we need some me time. And like I never was a big fan of homework. 100%. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, you think that is definitely, like, too much? I think it's absolutely too much. And, I mean, you also, you got to develop, like, other skills, like social skills. You got to yeah. learn how to be, I don't know, talk to people, not just math, science, and, like, language on the paper. Um, I mean, like, we talked about how, you know, how you feel like you have the perspective on negative things and you can flip it, like, easily because you had that kind of all your bad experiences in your life like in ollie yeah but for me i never had it in my life because Uh i was always in school Uh we all we always taught to just study hard and get good that was a plan for you set out yeah it was like like, so protective thing and so for me that came in late when Mm -hmm. i graduated college so 
That's interesting. Yeah, that's why everyone's journey is so unique. Yeah, it's very yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. And it's just beautiful to sit here and listen to it because you can always take notes and you can always be like, oh, damn, that's pretty amazing. So, yeah, I think it's a pretty cool story. You've been all over the place, bro. Like, like it's, I love that. You love travel? Of course, yeah. You would say you love yeah, travel? Absolutely. Yeah. Anywhere awesome. else you want to go? Any big place you think in or next Europe? Or Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Oh, really? Oh, for sure. Oh, come Let's, on. Go. Let's yeah. see you guys. Yeah. Eat the food. You would love it. Yeah. Part two. Interview over there at the okay. studio. Yeah. Follow Chop up. it up. Follow, Follow up. up. Yep. Yeah. I'm with that. And uh, yeah, it's 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 amazing. How how has uh, San Francisco treated you? Because you, you, you are there right now. You do mm-hmm. a lot of your running over there. We see it all the time. It looks beautiful. What does it look like to you now? I love it. I mean, there are great places around the city. Yeah. Um, and I just started doing running sessions in the city, starting to build my community there as well, offline, like in yeah. real life. So I love it. I mean, there are some things that I wish can change, you know, like homeless problems and mm. um, a lot of, you know. We I talked s- about that. Like, yeah, I see cars yeah. with broken windows every I day. I saw that. So there, uh, there's it's crazy because it's a thing in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and there's this uh, I don't know media. They had they were doing an experiment. Like let's leave expensive stuff in our car and see how long does it take for somebody to break in. They had oh, hidden cameras. That was like a speaker. They did a speaker with a tracker, and it literally took them a minute. They had the cameras. Everybody like, oh, I'm gonna leave this here. And then within minutes, somebody looked, broke the thing, kept walking, went to the subway. They ran to the guy like, hey, this is ours. We're tracking you. We're doing an experiment. Give me that. And they denied it. Like, no, no, no. Like, it was, it was wild. Really? So that is really a thing over there. It's, it's, it's crazy. It is a thing over there. But we were talking about the whole situation of the homeless. And uh, it was interesting because my thing was like, the problem can be fixed. But then again... Because, I mean, we're, look, we're sending money to different places, billions, you know. And, and I was telling Casey, and Casey was like, I don't think, like, you know, it may, it may be that the homeless person doesn't want to get help, right? Yeah. You remember no, when we were talking I, about I, it? I, I think, yeah, I think we have programs in place. And I think things always need to get innovated. We need to reevaluate all programs every year and make sure things are running smoothly. And if you have to correct, you need to correct. But I think there's just certain individuals who really just like going on a train and traveling to mm. San Francisco and sleeping around wherever they can and then grabbing the next train and heading up to Oregon for a little while and then taking the train. You know what I mean? So I think there's just certain people that just like to be out on the streets for whatever reason that may be because they're running from their life. Maybe or it's the system. It they're is. just tired of it. They're tired of Let it. Let me just live my way of somebody who knows right? way close to them. Yeah. So I, I, and I think that we just need to focus on if the programs are in place in San Francisco and there's people waiting in line to get in the shelter to sleep and we don't have enough beds, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then mm-hmm. we need to increase that. If there's still beds available at the end of the night and people are just choosing to be there, it's just kind of like, and, and then you just got to figure out laws to, obviously they do, you know, don't stay after this park after hours, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's just a balance. Yeah. yeah, of what those laws look like. That's a pretty um, but I, I don't know, to your opinion on this, um, what do you like most about America that you don't like about South Korea? And what do you miss most about South Korea that you don't have here in America? Ooh, good question. That's a really good question. So what I do, what do I like most about America Yeah, that we don't have in South that Korea? That you don't have in South Korea. 
And it could be anything, like your freedoms, your this food, or that or, or food, that or, or, you know, anything. You know. I think it has to be diversity. 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 Yeah. Huh. It's like Korea is such a, like one kind of very yeah, collective country. Yeah, yeah, everyone's as Korean. Yeah. It's hard to see other people from other countries. Yeah. I mean, in Seoul there are, but um, mostly it's just Koreans. Yeah. And Korea is a kind of place where trends are very fast and everyone kind of follow the trends. So mm. once there's a trend of, let's say, wearing, I don't know, big coat, everyone starts wearing big black coat. So that kind of things happen. So I love diversity, diversity. in the America, yeah, for sure. That's a good, yeah, I didn't even yeah. think about that. Yeah, it kind of reminds me, you say the trend thing, it kind of reminds me of Puerto Rico because as soon as an artist comes up with something, a very influential artist comes up with maybe I want to wear a pink wig everybody starts wearing it they don't have their exactly, own personality yeah. it's not all of them but they, they they just follow that kind of trend and it's like hopefully now with the diversity of artists and bad bunny doing different shit people can kind of have their own style but that was for when i grew up over there that would was and i for the most part i would follow it too but i would always add my own style to it like how can mm-hmm. i add my own spice mm-hmm. but yeah that's a good yeah. one. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. What so else? that is one. Uh, so vice versa. Vice what do you versa. like of Korea that, you know, that, or what do you hate about the United States, right? Is that what? I think it's got to be drugs and guns. In here. South Korea? No, here. Oh, here. here. That yeah. Korea don't have as much. I mean, guns we don't have in Korea. Drugs, we do have some problems with that in Korea, but not as much as here. And when I was talking about the homeless problems in San Francisco, I, I was more talking about, I think, drugs and... Because on the street, sometimes I'd get a... Almost got attacked a couple of times with mm. people who were obviously on drugs, like kind of yelling at me. And those scary moments, like, made me realize, ah, this is a big problem for so many yeah. people. Not just for us, but for the person who's on drugs, like... Yeah. Because he's... I don't know, the person's mind was kind of somewhere else. Yes, and, yeah, that's a big one. And, you know, and gun problems, too, like... It's just... I don't know, man. It's just such a loaded issue. Like, I don't even know how to unpack it. I know there's a lot of people who have their interest involved with it, too. And So if, if Sung-woo is the president of the United States, what do you do with that? What do you do to control I that? mean, if I... Can president just fix it, like, right away like that? I mean, no. Just, you gotta run through Congress. Congress. Yeah, you gotta right? go ahead. But it's a process. But let's say yeah. you're the president and you have that power to make that decision. I mean, I'd, what, I'd what? love to, like, get conversation going and open, more open, you know? Would you just get rid like, of them? would you get rid of them? Like, the all guns? Like, nobody's using I guns? Don't or no. Like, because I think there's also benefit of having your, your own arms, yeah. arms and have... Because then you can really self-protect yourself. Right. And when you live in a diversity country with exactly. all these different... You know, in South Korea, you grow up. It's kind of like even in your Hispanic communities. You grow up a certain way. You know, everyone else in the community gets that. I feel like that's why you guys haven't had guns. Everyone knows that. It's just something... When you have a whole place with all these different countries, Islamic, all this coming into one place, it's kind of like a wild, wild west in a way. Yeah, where you kind of... It makes sense for me to bear my arms. You know what I mean? I, but yeah... No, it's an interesting topic. Yeah, but open up conversation and just like, I don't know, make it a little more difficult to buy it. Uh Because like... Maybe, and it's a tricky one. I mean, maybe a psychological test, see where you at psychologically. Um, But that one is an interesting one. Uh, So what do you love and what do you miss about home? Food. Food? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, we talked about this. 
Korean barbecue, Korean wings. Woo! Just can't and beat I'm it. Telling you, yeah. it's, it's fire. You know, yeah, like, yeah, it's just really good food, man. Like also like my mom's food. And oh, nice. Just I mean I you know you, you guys have a list of the favorite restaurants in Oklahoma. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I have my own list in yes. Seoul. Yes. Where oh. I go and like it's not just the food. It's my heart and my spirit gets filled up yeah. with you that feel like goodness. You know, you're, you're back in home. Yeah, and like, like the yes. people there. Awesome. That I know at the restaurants, at yes. cafes. Um, have you tried Puerto Rican food? I don't think so, actually. Man, if you if you have some around, try okay. them. But once you get to OKC, my family just opened a food truck. And I'm going to take Casey. He's going to have it, a yeah. blast. We just opened it. And awesome. I'm going to take you so you can try the good grandma's cooking. Amazing. Sounds amazing. Yes. Grandma I'm and my aunt, they've been whipping it. So that's, awesome. that's on the list. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So how did you get into the whole... V friends and like when did you discover Gary V? How long did it take you for that? Yes, I was thinking about that and I actually don't know when it was, but I know that it was before he got million followers on YouTube. Because first time I watched his video on YouTube was a kind of random thing. I showed up on my feed, and it wasn't word of mouth. It wasn't like I'm seeing him pop up somewhere like mm-hmm. uh, these random like viral you know clips of him it was just a, it was maybe like a recommended, YouTube, yeah a recommended like hey someone yeah like, like this it was i think it was one of those daily gary v uh yeah and i yeah. watched the video and i remember thinking myself i was like who the fuck is this guy like talking so freely yeah, no filter yeah, yeah, yeah. just like flowing with everyone vibing with everyone and um i'm sad to say at first i was like this guy's crazy and I kind of ignored him. I was like, I'm not going to watch this craziness. Like, because I'm kind of introvert. It was kind of too much energy for me. Oh. So I kind of ignored him in, in the beginning. But oh. then like sometime afterwards, some of his videos showed up again in Instagram. And then at the time I watched the video. Do you video, remember what year it was? I don't know, but I went into his YouTube through that Instagram because he had like a link on it yeah. for the full clip. And he had more than a million followers. So I was like, oh, first time I saw him, he was like, I don't know, 600 followers, yeah, yeah, yeah. 600 grand. Yeah. So many more followers, right? Maybe I should pay more, pay more attention to him. And then I started listening to him more. And, you know, I really loved what he was saying. I started paying more attention to what he was saying, not his kind of crazy energy that I couldn't vibe at that point. Mm. And so the so energy was, to you was kind of like, a, uh. I had, to, I had to get used to it for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, since then I've been watching his content. And awesome. That and then V1, not minting, was it just a opportunity? Was it right for you? Timing wasn't right for you? Or it was just, on, on. you didn't believe in it yet? You were still kind of like, uh. I mean, we all have these stories. Like, that's like one of Everyone's my biggest. Everyone's different, yeah. Because my mistakes, I think, in my investment in crypto and FT. Um, I was in his Discord in like way before the mint. Because I saw his, you know, videos. Because he was going crazy. He was hyping it. Like, NFT, I'm doing my own project. Be friends. I went onto his Discord. And then I saw, you know, his drawings on the befriends.com. But then when I saw his drawings, I was like, oh, I'm like, shit. <laughs> Gary, like, I love you. I'm going to, I want to support you. But these drawings are not that great. And it's my fault because mm-hmm. I didn't do enough homework to understand that utility utility part. And the drawings were just the representation of what he's, what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I didn't mint. Yeah. 
Big mistake, but but you still got in. I mean, and you, I mean, what 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 would you what did you get again? You got the FaceTime frog, FaceTime frog, and that's how a, we connected. But right. what are the other ones you got? I got a Confident Cobra Core. I got a Fourth Forthright Flamingo. Okay, very rare. And I got another FaceTime, FaceTime, FaceTime Fox before, you know, like two months ago. Because oh, okay. I got a good deal with someone. She was uh, selling it really so good I was going to say, was there a reason for the characters or different? Well, the FaceTime, I could see the access part. Yeah. That's why I got that one. But, yeah. like, the other ones, was it just there was a deal? Or did you like the characters? I, I just really like the idea of confidence. Mm. That's something I really want to have more with mm. myself. Mm. And being forthright, too. Like, okay. Sometimes I try to be nice a little too much. Okay. Um, with others, but also with myself. Like yeah. so, I want to sometimes uh, cut the like, bullshit. Yeah, kind like, candor. So, yeah. kind so, candor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, with that, do you think that sometimes is a weakness being too nice? I think so. Because Gary says the opposite. You read the book, right? What well, he, he doesn't necessarily say the opposite. He just says that like or kind candor is what his okay. his biggest thing is. Like, just be direct and what it is. Like, don't beat around the bush, basically. And you can mm. do that in a kind way. Like, you can tell an employee they suck without saying you suck. You know what I'm saying, and like, and I think that's what Gary's. Oh, biggest I, I've thing seen is something like, like that too. It's like, uh, you know, always take the time when it comes to like being that boss, being that CEO. Is always take the time to like, if somebody's hurting numbers wise or whatever, like you said, it's like sit down with them and say, like, don't tell them like your numbers suck. Tell them, hey, you know, I notice you know a decrease on your numbers. Is everything mm-hmm. okay at the house? Right. Is there something you need to tell me? Like, mm-hmm. let's talk. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, and that can make a big difference. You know, so that's a that's a big one. A but, good uh, book on that, if anybody's listening and wants that, One Minute Manager. It's a little book, but One, one minute, minute, minute Manager, it's called. And yeah. it's, I mean, I got that early on uh, when I was interning with the company, and that book is a small read, and it, like, talks about one-on-one time with your employees and how it makes so much difference. Because when you know why Sally and her husband are fighting all now, well, then you know why Sally's having a rough time these last two weeks because her and her guy are, but you got to know those things about Sally. Right, that's right. kind of what the One Minute Manager talks about. So. Nice. Yeah. So what do you think about that? Like um, you're too kind and you think that could be a weakness sometimes for you? Yeah, I mean, because when I first came to the States, I couldn't speak English very well. So my way to be kind of friends with people was just being nice. Being nice. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like I couldn't really articulate myself. Mm-hmm. So I was always like, yeah, sure. Super smiley. Yeah, always super <laughs> smiley. <laughs> Like, all my friends from high school and college are always like, you're so nice, you're always smiling. <laughs> but, I mean, I, it's not, I wasn't, like, faking 100%. I'm, like, I think naturally, thanks to my DNA and for my parents, I'm naturally happy person. But a lot of it was also coming from, like, like, I Just, like, I don't know what yeah, to I say. Don't know what I don't even say. know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, young college kids, yeah. like, talking fast slang, yeah. we're gonna go here, like... Yeah. I was yeah, like, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I like you guys. Yeah. I don't hang out with you guys, but I don't know how to say that fast, but let's yeah. go. And yeah. So that's funny. I've been learning to be more, I guess, just say no. Mm. Just be like kind candor. Yeah. Not say no and like, you know, so Yeah. I t- yeah. How does Casey uh work on that? Because I know Casey is a guy that's all over the place. Everybody loves Casey. Not Chris, not Chris. Everybody loves Casey. Uh, <laughs> you know the show everybody oh yeah, hates everybody Chris, but it, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of flipped it <laughs> but how does like you know when it comes to like that kind of thing where you have to say no maybe to a favor that's maybe too much or uh hang out that you maybe don't 
but you feel like it's not, you know, how to, you know. I always just keep it real. Like, even when, like, if I always tell the closest people to me, like, you know, if I got it, you, you, you got it, you know? Yeah. And I, and if I don't have it, I just don't have it. But if I got it, I got it. And I feel like I've always just been pretty direct about that. And I always like, I feel like it's, it's part manifesting too. When you just tell people your goals all the time, when we just talk openly mm -hmm. and I tell people like, I want to do this, I want to do this and I want to do this that's, and then different conversations. And, and then all of a sudden I'm having these conversations with all these different people while the world and the universe has been hearing about what Casey wants to do. Yeah, bro, and so beautiful. does all my closest people. So when things, when they need the help and I'm going through this, I'm like, Hey, this kind of affects what I'm doing and you know how much it means to me. And right. then if they love you, that they'll they understand. understand. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I love it. So. We, we, we definitely work. It's clear. easy when you just keep it real. Yes. Like, it's easy to be real when mm -hmm. you just tell yes. it how it is. And if people love you, they love you. Like, they'll understand. And that's yeah. huge, you know, and it's, it's amazing. So, uh, what has been the most memorable moment so far at VCon? Something that you're like, wow, this happened. It's amazing. Oof. I think one thing, so I got to sneak into the backstage, kind of nice. not knowingly, because I wanted to say hi to Jim Quick, the brain coach. Yeah. But after saying hi to him, like, thank him, I saw Tom, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know Tom, which one you're talking Bilu, about. Tom uh, Bilu? Bilu, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I, I don't yeah. want to say cool, his last great name. Great guy, great, great. great guy. Impact theory. Impact theory. Impact theory. Because yes, I've been, like, watching yes. his YouTube for a long time. That sounds so like I'm probably seen a couple of his videos. Sounds familiar that name impact theory. He's on got his. Yeah. so many big guests that have come mm -hmm. on board on his thing. Like I'm, I'm like his recruitment list is insane. I'm like, how'd you land all those guests? Mm -hmm. But I'm pretty sure he's been doing the work, you know, a long time. It was good to hear him talk. Did you hear the talk he had yesterday? With Steve Aoki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Aoki. He was good. It was I wonder awesome. if their show was good last night. Mm, yeah. yeah, can't go wrong. I think it. I think it. It did go good. Uh, so that was you would say the highlight of. Yeah, like just meeting him and like meeting we him. talked and then he's trying to do some business with Korea. So maybe I can help link him up. Yeah. So we talked and then got some contact. So it'd be pretty cool to like, you know, just, I don't Collab know. Collab with him. Yeah, no, for, him. Sure. for sure. And just, for sure. And like, I was just so surprised at how patient and kind he was. Because I'm, I'm like nobody to him. Like just went up to me, Tom, I'm a big fan. And he was just like, hey, no, thank you so much, man. Like, what's your name? Nice. What do you do? Like, I was just very shocked with that too and very. So is that, you think that's a good mentality? Like to just be like, I'm a nobody? For like, sure. Was, that's how you yeah. stay humble. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's just like, I look at like my idols and I'm like, they're human too. Yeah. Mm, like I want I mean. to meet them. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I might be a nobody right now, but mm -hmm. it's like, that's going to change. Like I'm going to meet you as like a friend, maybe a business partner, like. We yeah. were saying so that's yeah. kind of interesting but it does it does definitely humble you down but i feel like you shouldn't say like nobody like i'm just you know human he's a human we're yeah i, I love that too yeah but i mean i feel like to him like kind of new body i'm kind of new body at, at this point because like he never seen me mm -hmm. around there but yeah i mean yet yet around like so i'm definitely want to do something big things, in the bro. future yes yeah. you're onto big things and yeah i love this conference because it's just it's a lot of people that have creative minds because that's another thing we were talking about, too, is just like when we are born and we're young or early, you know, ages, five year old, we have this creative mind in us. We have this big imagination and the system shuts it down. When you go to school, you 
keep growing up, you go to high school, college, and it just shuts it down. I feel like a lot of us are born with creativity and have it in us, whether it's at five years or maybe it develops into like when you get to 15 years old or whatever the case is. But I feel like we all have some creative things in us. It just gets shut down because of a system. Mm-hmm. So do you like, agree with that? Yeah. I mean, it's a long convo. I mean, but you're right. The system, I mean, but it's, you, it's kind of like teaching to the dumbest kid in the room. Like in America to create a public, at least we have a public school system and yeah, it is tough, but so many people, it's up to so you. many kids, there it's is up, a bit of a, t- up to you, up you to know, you. maybe that, and, and then some of it, you just don't know. Like, you know, there was that kid that's, there's a person here at VCon and I met him in the general chat early in the discord and I haven't like seen him or connected. He was starting a YouTube channel and I, I mentioned it in one of our other podcasts, but he was born into a cult. So he grew up in a cult where his dad had like 60 different wives at some different point. I think he had currently he had like 20 that were active wives. And so this kid has like 50 siblings and like it's like, yeah, and he grew up in that. And like he said for a while in his 20s, his early 20s, he had about four or five wives, too. And everyone in that cult was just that. That's, that's the, what it the, was. Yeah. Uh, and then and that's finally, all he knows. And that's all he knew. And then and is and then finally 23 talks about and he created this YouTube channel about it. Have to look up and remember the name. But he uh, left in his early 20s because he started to discover more of what the world really is. And he was like, hey, people live like this, not like this. I want to try that. And so like he had to. But all you know is what you know. You know, that's a big what one. you're taught. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. And it's crazy. I love that. Like conversation we had last night because we did talk about a lot of stuff like that. And then the, the whole hustle. Yeah. What's your favorite moment, bro? So far. What's your favorite? You, you get, you're getting me. Yeah. What's your favorite well, I think moment? last night meeting Hayden and his crew oh, because God, yeah, we had a conversation moment. that really opened my eyes. And I always preach that you can go as far as your mind lets you. The mind is the most powerful thing. Right. And I preach it a lot. That's why I'm here. I've been doing this podcast for a minute now. What was the and, conversation about? So it was very like half, I had one foot in, one foot out, right? Uh, and it was with my, with my current job, you know, because I'm like, I'm not 100% happy. And mind you, I only work part-time. And I know when I get back, I'm going to be like, I need to figure this out. And I'm, but I don't take that step yet. Like it's like I'm in, a, in the edge of a cliff and I need to jump into the water. And I'm just, you know, and then having that conversation last night, with these fellow entrepreneurs, like-minded people, it, it felt like he just pushed me into the water. And it was like, oh, it's not so bad. There's not even sharks in here. There's, that's what it felt like last <laughs> night, really. So, you know, it made me open my eyes. I'm like, damn, I do preach a lot. And I do try to motivate people to be like, go for your dreams, go for your dreams. But I'm taking half of my advice mm-hmm. because I'm not jumping all in. So I think that was definitely meeting them and having that conversation. That was probably the highlight. Because it really just happened randomly where we were just walking and I recognized his TikTok video and I was like, oh, you do TikTok, right? Boom, boom, boom. boom. Came in. We had a podcast. And then after the podcast, we had another podcast off of cameras. And that's when, to me, it was just like a, a wake up call. Like I was like, wow, I need to do this. I need to do it. I need to do it. And I need to believe in myself fully. Not a 50% because this is a proof. Like had I not been so consistent, like I wouldn't have got my amazing co-host Casey to be like, I'm going to rock with you, bro. I'm going to get into this and I'm going to go full throttle. You know what I'm saying? So that's my. You is what got you here. So just yes. continue being you. Yeah. Yes. But drunk. And yeah. he reminds me all the time, bro. I'm, I'm, we're here because of you. Like you made it happen. Like we're here, you know? And it's like, damn, uh, it's, it humbles me. And I'm like, 
still shook and I'm still shook that Casey joined me because like deep down I always wanted a co-host that was hungry and that can has the same ambitions and like and it just happened so that was definitely my highlight what about you Brody um my favorite moment so far honestly it's a lot it's a lot to be honest but that was like for me that waking call but everything bro from the moment we got here i think yeah. even the drive bro like we i was were gonna just, say the drive was fun uh yeah, but i like the open mic that was open mic was fun yeah, yeah. Yes. we're gonna we're about to do it again we're after doing this podcast. it again we're gonna go back to do some open mic and talk to people out there mm. but just talking to random people and i think trying to come up with some more creative questions it's just fun it's so it's it's like hey can i ask you a couple questions yes and people just well, like it because they get to like vent, it. they get to tell their story you know we and then if you feel that little energy click as you're doing that little one and a half minute segment like you're like boom let's scan our v friends thing let's mm. stay in contact boom 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 and you guys got a great system yeah to engage with people and like but see really i love that you know yeah. level yeah. yeah you need that and it's like i love how casey was up for the challenge too like give me the mic take it bro let's go yeah and he's killing it like you know what i'm saying and it's like it, it it you know he doesn't stay stuck to one thing like i'm just gonna be in here mm. in front of the camera only oh, in the studio switched. we switch oh yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Turn, i wish i could have got yeah. you too yeah we switch we yeah. yeah your turn my turn boom 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 and it's just like we kill it you know yeah. so uh, it, it's it's been amazing and i'm excited for today what what's in store for today and this whole conference but i was gonna ask you casey like give me your top two because you've been to a lot of conferences. I know they're different, but top two conferences. Where would you rank, even VCon, where would you rank VCon so far? I mean, it's... I know it's different. Yeah, I've only ever been in the gaming industry, and the three conferences a year I go to is like the National Indian Gaming Association Conference, the Oklahoma Indian Gaming Association, and then G2E is like every manufacturer of slot machines goes to Vegas, and we have this great conference. Um Man, those conferences are really fun. I mean, yeah. you get you get VIP access to Marquee. You get Hyde in the Bellagio, Excess yeah. in the Wind. You're in all the nightclubs. Everything's usually open bar. Gaming are real heavy mills entertainment. Too. I've had yeah. crazy experiences. Now that I think about it, because you've told me a couple. I of remember them. one time walking back and I had my shirt buttoned inside out under my suit at three in the morning, walking to the casino, and I seen this guy runs. Uh, Durant Casino uh, for Choctaw Nation down in Oklahoma. He sees me walking. I'm like, hey, Skyler. And I'm going to my room and I'm like, holy shit. I'm, I'm on. Uh. I just ended in this parking lot, this girl, and I was at this club oh. and this Ortiz party. But through the eight years, I mean, that's conferences is what built my network because I wasn't shy and I was able to just go, like, go talk to this person, go talk to this person. By year three, three conferences a year, same people in that industry, year three, I was walking around the trade floor show and I was like, hey, 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 I remember you, we had that beer at 4 a.m. at whatever, so you know what I mean? Yeah. And adding, but the coolest part is going to conferences now in a new industry and being that same sponge and starting all over again because this is the first one. Um, and we can go to NFT Miami, NFT NYC, and there's going to be a lot of similar faces, but adding the element of this half court, the mic, it just adds that extra connection. I think we'll be able to double the network I did in eight years of three conferences and two years having this element to it. And that's what I'm excited about. Amazing. That's the value. I like that, bro. I like that. It's beautiful. (laughs) Um, so, okay. It's, we got about 10 minutes until three. Are you guys wanting to... Wrap this up. Go to the Logan, and Logan's about to speak at three. Yeah. What do you guys think? We're 
Whatever you guys want to do. I'm, Whatever, yeah. Um, I'm going to go back to hotel after this. Okay, you're not going to the conference? No, to I see Logan? Until yeah. okay. later? Happy hour? Or are you gonna go I think back? I'm going to go back for happy, happy hour. hour. Happy hour? Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. The reason why I want to say that Logan one is because the, the whole basis of the conversation is getting oh, uh, famous on social media really fast. Really fast. Mm. So seeing some tips I think would be yeah. beneficial to the mm. whole. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think we should do that. Um, great conversation. So I'm going to ask you one more question. Where do you see yourself in five years, Sungwoo? That's a good question. Maybe Korea. Maybe Korea. Maybe. Yeah. We talked about that, Fiona. We talked about our conversation. I mean, right now, my really goal and mission is to get people who are not running into running, Mm. enjoy it, and let it become a part of their life that um, gives them space and time for, you know, their mind to recharge, refresh. Help them become more healthy. Um, help them become more, I guess, positive and feel mm-hmm. the energy. Yes. So f- five years, been, um get, I mean, really connect with like about 100,000 people to Ooh. get them start running. Okay. Get Is my, Twitter right now your, your main source of social media? Do you have Instagram? Do you have? So other? right now for English, I Twitter is my main and also YouTube channel. My YouTube channel, Run With Song. I haven't okay. uploaded videos recently, but it's got some good videos from Kenya. Okay. And the Twitter is also a good source. And I'm going to give you this challenge, and I want to I got to get on up. TikTok, though. Yeah, so I'm going to give you this challenge, and I'm going to follow up with you in 30 days. Um, start studying TikTok mm-hmm. and see how can you implement your content into sure. that. And obviously, you have me here. You can reach out. Mm-hmm. You got my number. Darwin, what do you think? Because I feel like you have a, a great outlet there, and I think with TikTok is just authentic authenticity mm-hmm. being yourself it, it, you're, you're just gonna shine bro and if you get to that a thousand follower mark that's all you you need to start going live and then when you start going live you have that for you page that gets recommended to people that are not following you so it's a great chance for you to grow so i'm gonna challenge you start looking into it create your tiktok account and just study the app and see what works like oh this video is successful because of this because mm-hmm. of and then you add mm-hmm. Your, your spice to it. There's a mic too I'm going to recommend, which is the one we've been using for open mic. Mm-hmm. Get that. It connects with your phone. I'll, I'll show you the whole setup after this so you can start getting into it, giving people good advice, good quality, runs. And because uh, there, there, there are TikTokers that run and I've seen them. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen them and they're good and they get good information mm-hmm. and they well the it's best amazing. the best thing I like about all this is like the conversation we had last night is you know maybe Darwin's possibly looking at doing a lot of uh, social media growth for brands especially yes. ones that are yes. young and hungry and growing organically and yes. mm-hmm. they do he does clips he's able to edit he's got his his team with his little brother and yes so yeah yeah that's well, great that's great well us yeah, yeah, no, I'm yeah part yeah, of that you're part too. of it yeah. bro you're I don't part know how to edit it. yeah yeah no but you're part of it <laughs> I don't, you know do I don't even have a personal TikTok but I need to get there. I'm learning. I'm learning, but slow. But but man, if he could do that for your brand and other brands, that's great. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely Dude. touch bases there. So absolutely, let's do consider it. Consider that. I. Yeah. This is a challenge. Okay. Are you up for it? Absolutely. Let's go. All right. Thank you, Song Woo Man. Where can yes. they find you on Twitter? Mindful Run Coach. And we'll leave that in the description and the Discord and you got here Discord and too. the Discord. Yeah, mm-hmm. everything is on Twitter. You can find the links there. But we'll leave everything there in the screen. And yeah, thank you very much for stopping by, brother. Let's keep enjoying this uh, VCon event, man. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Let's get I'm it. So grateful to meet you guys. Let's get it. Yeah. We out. Woo!